Hi, I'm Belle. And I'm Adam. And you're listening to Swinging Outside the Lines. We're talking about sex. So we're in the consensual, non-monogamous lifestyle? Swingers. It means we like to fuck other people. A lot of other people. So if you're not comfortable with that, probably not your podcast. Probably not. You should be at least 18 years old. Yes. Preferably in a committed relationship. Eh, you could be a swingle. A swingle? Yeah. I like that. A unicorn or a unicorn? <laughs> We're both at the same time. <laughs> We're not professionals either. This is nope. just our journey. Our real life stories. And we're sharing them with you. So stick around and we hope you enjoy. And no judging. Yeah, no judging. Hey, this is Belle. And this is Adam. Welcome to episode 24. Happy New Year, everybody. Yeah. 2021 is going to be great. It's been a bang up so far. (laughs) The first five days was awesome. We ended 2020 on a just awful note and we didn't have time to do a, well, it wasn't that we didn't have time. We also didn't have the emotional strength to do a podcast in December. Right. We did do a secret podcast or a Patreon only podcast for the haters out there uh, <laughs> that explained everything that happened and what was in the uh, Patreon podcast wasn't even all of it. No, uh, unfortunately, 2020 just kept raining its special brand of fuck you down on us. Right. So if all the vanilla stuff that happened to us wasn't enough. Uh, the day after Christmas, our daughter was in a ski race and crashed at a high speed doing um, downhill. Yeah. And we thought she had broken her leg. Uh, she had contusions all over her leg, like softball size, and her ankle was gigantic. Uh, it turned out to be a high ankle sprain. So, I mean, it could have been worse. Yeah. It definitely could have been worse. It definitely could have been the outcome we were fearing while we were in limbo waiting to find out. Right. But we got off lucky on that one. Yep. If you want to hear everything else that happened, just go listen to the Patreon podcast. Right. I um, mean, good news that happened before the end of the year. So insurance from last year <laughs> was still in effect. Right. <laughs> if uh, there's a lining, a we, silver one. We did end the year off with a bang. We got our uh, semi-annual STD checks done, which we're going to spend a little bit of time on because we went a different route. Yeah. We had decided to have a dual solo play where we both go out on individual dates and play solo at the same time, which is what this episode is about. Right. But first, we're going to just kind of give a brief overview of what we did for our STI screenings because, um, well, I mean, the first time I went to get my STI screening, I was really nervous. Yeah. I mean, that was with your GYN, right? Yeah. You can see that. I went through the PCP and this is the second time going through the PCP, which is always uncomfortable to sit in front of your doctor and be like, so, you know, you know, I'm married and everything. I would like an STI screening. Yeah. And then they, well, I don't know about the PCP, but my GYN definitely was like, well, I mean, do you have only one sexual partner? And I was like, oh, 
about that. <laughs> it's like, so we practice non-monogamy and I have you know, multiple sexual partners and I would like to make sure that not only I am, am I covered STI wise, but that I also cannot get pregnant. So that was an awkward conversation. I was also having some other uh, issues with pain with intercourse during that appointment. And she had some very awkward questions about, and she kept referring to all of them and they, <laughs> <laughs> and I was just like, ah, okay. Clearly she hasn't dealt with this type of situation before. And she was young. So that was like double awkward. Right. Uh, and, I, and I felt a little, I felt a little condemnation coming from her. Just, just a little judgy. It, it wasn't bad. I definitely got the vibe that she went outside and like told the ladies at the desk what was going on in that room. Well, after that, we found out that we have a mutual or we have a vanilla contact that oh is actually an ultrasound tech that works there. Yeah, that has actually probed my VJJ with an ultrasound wand. <laughs> that was weird. Do you think they put that in your chart? Like non-monogamy non-monogamous non <laughs> i'm gonna ask them would you please add to my dark dirty dirty slot i found out that our urgent care uh does sti screenings in-house so it's a one-stop shop so i'm like sweet i'll go do that I drove down there get to the parking lot there's 50 cars ish in the parking lot all covid cases so I turned around and came home. Yeah. Like, I'm, I'm not going to do that. I'm not even going to go in the building. So my next call was to Planned Parenthood. And we did a secret podcast where we were talking to a couple. And they mentioned they, they get their STI screenings through Planned Parenthood. Right. So I called them. Unfortunately, they were booked out a couple of days. And the day that they could get the STI screening, I actually had to work. Yeah, I actually had to work a pilot. Go figure. <laughs> surprise, surprise. One day in three months and it's that day. Right. But I took the appointment and that worked out. Uh, my experience with Planned Parenthood was not uh, anything that I expected growing up conservative LDS Mormon. You know, I haven't done a whole lot of uh, thinking about Planned Parenthood. <laughs> so it was a new experience. It was very comfortable. I did not feel judged at all. She, the lady who asked me, like they did the pre uh, in doc over the phone. And that was very uh, thorough. Like the questions she asked covered all of the bases. And I mean, the first one being, you have uh, multiple sexual partners and, you know, I, they, they're very progressive and forward. So there's, take consideration to refer to you at, by the pronouns you prefer and refer to you by the organ that you prefer to be uh, identified by. So they ask you if you- Was it yes, no, or was it fun answers like, eh, I get around? <laughs> um, it was more yes, no questions. And most of my answers were yes, <laughs> which I could tell she was like in her spread chart. She was like, just, or the flow, <laughs> the flow chart just kept going on and on and on. Eventually it was um, in the last- Three months. Have you had sex with a partner who has a vagina, who has had sex with a partner who has a penis, who may or have had sex with another partner who has a penis? And I was like, well, let me make sure I followed you. 
<laughs> I don't know, but it's entirely possible. <laughs> I, yeah, that's pretty much what my answer was, was um, I am unsure, but that's a possibility. And actually, th- truthfully, the, it had been three months since we had done anything. Right. And that was with V. Yeah. So we were right on that three month line. Yes. But we wanted the full panel. We want to be able to say, yeah, we're clean and we have the results to show it. But her line of questioning was so the treatment, the course of treatment or the STI screening would cover the appropriate bases. Right. So uh, she ended up recommending the uh, chlamydia, gonorrhea and HIV screenings, which uh, was pretty simple. I went in. uh, There was no one else in the clinic. It was just me. And you know, you leave your urine sample and they prick your finger for the HIV test. Uh, the HIV test you got back within, you know, minutes, they liter- literally leave the room and then come right back in and tell you, hey, you don't have HIV. It's, oh my gosh. I'm so shocked. I don't have HIV. Right. <laughs> Just kidding. I'm not shocked at all. But the, the urine sample, that testing goes out of house and it takes about a week for the results to come in and they don't call you or tell you anything unless it's a positive result. But you can call and request paper results, correct? Yes, you can call them and request it and they will you know, get that to you. That's, but that's the one thing I don't like. And maybe somebody out there who has been through Planned Parenthood knows better than me if they have like some kind of online app or something that you can see your results digitally. That is actually why I like going through uh, my GYN because you get tested through Quest. Right. And Same Quest. with the PCP. Right. So Quest has the online app where you can, and it links to your cell phone and you can see, I mean, you could show anyone you want to. Here's my last STI right. uh, test results. So I thought that was, that's pretty cool for Quest. I just didn't like the uncomfortable down low micro aggressing judgment, <laughs> but Hey, my GYN knows that we are non-monogamous. It, uh, it hasn't been an issue since I've been back in several times and they, they don't mention it. Uh, let's see. Also my PCP knows that we're non-monogamous and I just feel like if you are comfortable enough telling your PCP that, that you should, because how are they supposed to best treat you if they don't know something that important? I mean, there's so many things that you can get by being non-monogamous. There's a reason why I asked that question. Right. So and anyway, so I did go through the PCP and I just took the first available. I didn't, I did not see my regular doctor who would prescribe. I mean, he's prescribed me the swingers insurance and <laughs> STI. He knows what's up. Yeah. I took the first available and I'm sitting in the doctor's office and in comes just the smoking hot nurse practitioner. <laughs> I'm like, Oh, I know who you're talking about. Of course. <laughs> of course. <laughs> so same same questions although the, the, my, our PCP doesn't ask if you've had sex with someone who has a vagina who has sex with someone who has a penis who may or may not have had sex with someone with a penis right. exactly <laughs> they just ask do you have any areas of concern uh, why are you getting tested and the answers are the same it's well uh, I have had sex with multiple women they've all been uh, with protection uh, except for my wife, and, but I have performed oral. Yeah, that's a, the other question that was very thoroughly covered by Planned Parenthood was the oral sex questions. And of course, they ask if you have, if it's protected or unprotected. 
Right. Which, because to truly play safe. Yeah. You should be using oral dam. Right. So, so that is the, we're getting tested because of that. Right. But I am not ever going to commit to being truly safe. Yeah. No. <laughs> I cannot, I can hardly palate lube in my mouth. There's no way I could palate a condom or a dam in my mouth. I can barely get that shit done at the dentist. So doing some research, uh, there's also a service called Everlywell um, that I was going to order. And there's two options. It's male, female specific test. They send it to your home. It is a pin prick and a pin prick yeah, and a <laughs> urine sample. And you send it back and they send you the results. It is, I want to say about $128 for the test. Not bad. And I was able to find a coupon for, for 40% off, Ooh. which took it down to like $80. Where did you find that coupon at? It was an end of the year thing. Oh. And it was everlywell.com. And the <laughs> coupon code was get ahead. And it was $126 free shipping. And with the get ahead coupon, uh, took $44 off. So it came out to $81.90 for a complete STI test which is by far the cheapest, even stdcheck.com where they actually send you to a laboratory was still $200. Wow. Now the Everly well, which by the way, we're not affiliated with, we don't get paid or talking about it or anything like that. We just, we don't have a problem promoting products that we really like or really find helpful. Yeah. So we're telling Something this that's convenient and affordable of our own free will. And we don't get a kickback or anything from it, but with Everly well, for $15 a month, they will send you one STI check. So every single month you're getting one. So you're getting gonorrhea or chlamydia. Wait, or you HIV. get them separately? Yeah, it's one a month. So they're testing and the, the premise is once a month, they're testing you for one STI. So in a rolling six months, you're getting tested for all of them. Interesting. So in 12 months, you're getting tested twice. That feels like a very millennial idea. Right. And I, I think that I like that, but uh, I also like knowing, like the certainty of knowing well, fast. You get tested twice <laughs> a year. for everything. You get tested twice a year for 160 bucks, or you do a rolling test, which is still twice a year for the same price. But Wait. every single month you have one test done. So you pay that cost once and they send you a test. No, it's $15 a month for the subscription. Oh, and okay. every month they send one test. Ah, gotcha. Subscriptions. What is it? Yeah. Subscriptions. It's kind of crazy. And it, it's a good idea because we've looked at STD check, but they still send us to Quest Laboratories. Yeah. Uh, to, to get the blood work. My blood work, the guy demolished my arm. Yes, I mean, did. I had like a baseball sized black Bruise. and blue arm uh, messed you up which when i went on this date this solo play <laughs> I, I laughed i'm like so there's the results of my sti check right there in my arm <laughs> so oops with that being said we're let's move on let's move on to the story thank you i mean everyone covered. loves some good sti stuff i mean <laughs> it's the beginning of the year it's a good time to get tested right right Right. Well, and we're big supporters of regular SGI checks, especially, you know, for not just swingers, lifestyle people, but everyone. Right. Everyone should do it. And even if you're in a monogamous relationship, I actually have a friend who 
got gonorrhea from her husband because he was cheating on her. So. Oops. Yeah, now. So I had this idea. Oh, what is it? It was we go out and play solo together. Oh, I thought we were going to talk about our upcoming agenda. Okay. Let's talk about that real quick. Oh, good. Okay. Because I'm very excited about it. The third week in May. Uh, this is our 2021. The third week in May, we are doing podcast of Palooza. Yay. And you can go to our website, swingingoutsidethelines.com. If you want to join us, Belle has us on this crazy workout plan. It's like twice a day <laughs> and she's killing us. So hopefully we'll look good. <laughs> and speaking of subscriptions, we also have a meal subscription service now, yep. which with the way we shop is actually cheaper for us. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know what we're talking about. You go to Costco, Sam's Club or BJ's. We prefer BJ's. Uh, uh, yeah, you go to get a gallon of milk. It's and $300 it's, gallon of milk. <laughs> it's the most expensive gallon of milk of your life. Yeah. So we had to cut that out. So our <laughs> our finger plans call for our meal subscription. Yeah. So Podcast and Palooza, the following weekend, which is May 28th through June 3rd. Right. We are making our very, very first trip to Desire. Oh, my gosh. I'm so excited. When we got the invite, I almost immediately said yes. Hard yes, in, in, in. I was in yesterday. And and two days prior to that, we were like, we have this big landscaping project that is way over budget. And we're like, okay, we really need to tighten down the belt and save money for this land. Ooh, desire. Yep. (laughs) Swipe that credit card. (laughs) Well, okay. So with all of our 2020 plans getting canceled, I felt very justified in this expense. Yeah, no doubt. But also my pussy felt justified. <laughs> Plus it's, you know, it's some of my very favorite people and no way was I going to miss another trip. And with the vaccine rolling out and summertime, I'm like this, I feel like this is a good gamble to take. So we're I mean, taking it. I don't know if I'll have the time off work. I mean, yeah. I will have the time off work. I might work. be going alone. Right. <laughs> I'm sure I'll find somebody, somebody. <laughs> To hang out you with. You would do that too. You would go as a unicorn <laughs> I to would. desire. What could go wrong? <laughs> Nothing. Everything could just go very, you would come very home, right. Come home a week later and you'd be like, don't touch me for two weeks. I am broken. <laughs> Speaking of broken. So I mentioned during one of my uh, GYN appointments, I was experiencing pain with intercourse. Right. So I actually got the nerve to say to my back doctor, who's been doing injections. Who's also a very handsome dude. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Thanks for that reminder. I got the cojones to say, I am having this pain and I think it's related to my back, but nothing has fixed it. And it is very specific to intercourse. We were at the point in... December, the end of November, where every time we had sex, I had to be really gentle. Right. And we don't always like gentle sex. I I mean, I I, like assertive sex. You like to be pounded. (laughs) Yes, I do. And it just wasn't, every time I would do it, it would lay you up for two days. Well, I would get, uh, I would, it would be uncomfortable, even though I liked it. There was this uncomfortable uh, token to it. And then I would get a cramp, like a the most severe cramp from basically my pubic bone all the way down my leg. Yeah. Most notably the pain was in like the back of my hamstring and my calf. And it would, I mean, we would, uh, we've podcast about it. Yeah. It was the the episode how Belle was broken at a house party. Yeah. 
That yeah. was it. And that kind of proceeded to get worse and worse until it was like I was crying in pain and I'd wake up in the middle of the night and I'd have this terrible pain and I couldn't even walk to, you know, get out of the bed and nothing I was doing was relieving it. It would just go away on its own. But uh, I mentioned this to my back doctor when he's doing uh, steroid injections in my back because of my history of traumatic injury to it. And he's like, well, actually, we could do a pudendal nerve block. And I was like, say what now? And he's like, well, basically, we'll put a, a steroid, uh, not a steroid. I don't think how that, that the steroid goes in my back, but in the nerve block, they basically go into that nerve. And basically sedate that nerve a little bit. I'm not exactly sure of the science and how it works, but it worked. Matter of fact, after I had it done and you have to have a driver to drive you home, I get in the car and (laughs) well, during the procedure, he's like checking in with me. Are you okay? Are you okay? Uh, I noted that he had come in the receipt, the the OR a little bit earlier than normal. And I have like my full ass on display because I'm getting a pudendal nerve block. They put that shit in through your butt cheek. And I'm wearing a thong. <laughs> this white Victoria's Secrets thong. And Oh, it was a Vicky's thong. It wasn't it was, like a thong that said plays well with others. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I need one of those. If someone's got intel on those. He comes up to me and he like puts his hand on my shoulder and brings his head down by my ear and asks if I'm okay. And it's like that deep. Are you doing okay? (laughs) I wanted to say something very dirty in return. (laughs) You know, you know, because you mentioned more than once that he was a good looking guy. He's very hot. (laughs) I like got the chills go down my spine and I'm just like, this feels a little personal for a doctor's visit, but I'm into it. (laughs) Anyway, he does the ejections and he comes in to check on me. Uh, in the recovery room where you change back into your street clothes. <laughs> I'm still getting dressed. And bro opens the curtain and is like, are you dressed? <laughs> I'm like, I'm dressed enough. <laughs> you thought you were hot too. I felt that saying. might've been a little intentional. I don't want him fired. I like that, <laughs> but he shouldn't do it to anyone else. They might not like it. But anyway, he asked me if I could feel anything. And I was like, well, I know I didn't really feel anything. It's like, oh, okay. Well, it may take a couple of days for you to to feel that it works. I get myself out to the car. I sit down and we're having a conversation. And all of a sudden I realize that my clit is completely numb. Like I can't feel it. And you are laughing at me. <laughs> I'm freaking out. I'm like, oh my gosh, my clit is broken. I can't feel it. It's like, like I feel it against the seat, but I can't feel it. I'm still dying about, I really wanted to get you home and go down on you. Oh my just, gosh. Just to see if you could have an orgasm with a clit that you can feel. I was panicked. I went home and I got the Hitachi out and I literally could not feel it. And I was like, motherfucker broke my clit. I hate him. I'm going to sue him. I'm going to sue your mama. I'm going to sue your papa. I'm going to sue your whole family. I was so mad. Oh. But everything worked out fine. But and the numbness wore off. Yeah. I was like, oh, there you are. And you've been pretty good <laughs> since. Uh, we had uh, sex that night or the next day? The next day. With one of my favorite toys that I haven't been able to use because it would trigger that pain. You call that toy Big Ben. <laughs> yes, I really like Big Ben. 
is uh, named after one of my favorite flirts that I can't have sex with. So I named a sex toy after him. <laughs> He's in a monogamous relationship, so can't go there. But uh, I can enjoy Big Ben. And now, thanks to the Pudendal Nerve Block, I can enjoy Big Ben again, which hoorah. Okay, you ready? Yes. So we had this idea to have double date, double date, solo, double solo. Dates. Yeah, right. Where <laughs> we each go out with somebody else and have these solo dates. Play yeah. session. And I was a little bit nervous. I had straight up anxiety because the person I was going to ask out is not in the lifestyle. He's another meathead. He's another local person. Uh, very gorgeous. And you've been fantasizing about him for two years. It's been a while. It's just, it's like flirting here and there with you guys. Yeah. But well, I see him regularly when I, when I go into the shop where he works and I say regularly, it's like every six, seven weeks. Yeah. Uh, it's very charged, <laughs> very flirty with each other. Uh, you know, we've, exchange phone numbers and stuff like that. It's uh, very back in our, oh, well, no, it's not really back and forth. It's been mostly me. At first it was kind of back and forth. He was trying to be professional. Maybe. Well, it took me a while to corrupt him officially. <laughs> he uh, would reply to everything that I would say or send, but it was all felt like I was the one aggressing on him. So I was a little worried that he was going to say that he wasn't interested. Well, like you said, he is not in the lifestyle. He knows you're married. He knows yeah. you have kids. He knows our kids. Yeah. And so it was dangerous, but you were fantasizing about him regularly. Yeah. Because you, you follow him on Instagram and I follow all the guys I want to fuck on Instagram. Yeah. And, <laughs> if they have Insta, I'm following. <laughs> and you make inappropriate comments and they like it. And you know, yeah. it, there's, there's this dynamic and right. But it, it's, it's, it's a conquest scary. for you. It is a conquest. It's scary though, because any one of these guys could fuck us like, and not in the good way. They could squawk, you know, snitches get stitches, but only if you can get away with that shit. I'm pretty sure he could kick my ass and I'm not a small guy. Uh, no, no. He's a big guy. He's 250 pounds of just muscle and he's very tall. Uh, like just the kind of meathead I like. Right. Unfortunately, I like smart meatheads and he's a little bit, uh, he's not, it's not that he's not smart. It's just that things go over his head at first. And he, like, he kind of does the, <laughs> like, you could tell that he's laughing to be polite, <laughs> but he, he might I, didn't I actually keep, absorb that. I keep telling you, you have to be direct with him. Hey, look, I do. I'm trying to fuck you. Okay. I, I do have to be very direct with him and he is very direct in return, which, which I like, but you know how I am. I like to be witty and, and funny. And you like, like to be the mouse. Uh, I do. But I like to also keep it light and make jokes. And when someone doesn't like bounce off of my jokes with, an, with a joke in return or something witty in response, I kind of go, oh, we're not jiving. There's not that chemistry that is required for me to really be into someone. So that was a little bit of a hold up for me. But, you know, it's unimportant. My goal is to fuck him and not to you know, have a relationship. So, and on my end, I got back on the dating apps and changed a couple of things in my profile, which yielded some really good, good results. Changes. Yeah. So I it's, had, wait, wait, hold up. Oh. It's the importance of having your profile buttoned up and perfect. Here's, here's some things that 
that were different. In your previous profile, you focused a lot on your hobbies, your car, uh, baseball, and working out. So, and your pictures kind of reflected that. And your profile was sarcastic. I feel like it was sarcastic. It was. Then you made changes. You put up a picture of you in your uniform, uh, blurred, of course, so that you know, it's not super revealing. And then a picture of you, you're a workout picture, but not a uh, super revealing. Like you've got your T-shirt on and a pair of shorts, but it's, it's actually the one from, uh, let's see, The Sexy Six. That one's on Patreon. Right. Or our website. I can't remember where it's at, but um, you're in a maroon shirt that's just laying over your muscles. And it's, ah, uh, I just drool. I love it so much. Uh, and then you had one other photo, I think, of you on there. Which um, was just in casual clothes, like holding a puppy or something like that. <laughs> oh, if you can hold a puppy or a kitten <laughs> in your profile pictures, I feel that's a really smart move. <laughs> right. He's a pilot. He likes puppies. <laughs> I just needed to find a baby, right? <laughs> Jesus. And put like, this is not my kid just <laughs> helping out in an orphanage or something like that. No, this is some, some passenger's baby on an airplane. I'm just holding so she can go to the bathroom. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> You're a hero. <laughs> so, but you also changed your profile content. It was less sarcastic. Uh, I didn't mean it to be like sarcastic in a bad way. I was trying to be funny. Well, but sarcastic humor in text when uh, it's not accompanied with emojis, which emojis from guys can turn women off just in and of themselves. They're like, it's a dude who's using emojis. Bye. So, but, uh, you know, there's so much lost in translation when you don't have the context clues to go with it. Your smirk, the twinkle in your eye that you get when you're joking with someone, the, you know, you lift like the corner of your nose and the corner of your lip up. You have this devilish smile when you realize that They've just figured out what you said. Not with the Botox you just made me get. I can't do anything. <laughs> no, it's still there. You're still very, very cute. <laughs> no, you're not. I have, I have this. I, I tend to scowl a little bit. Like You do. You just, have angry eyes. I, yeah, angry eyes when I'm not doing anything. And it really turns people off. So Resting bitch face. She made me get Botox between my eyes. So, well, just, so, my so you gave me. You gave me like $500 worth of Botox for Christmas. And I was like, what am I going to do with all this? I'm like, my face is not going to move. <laughs> and I'd never done it either. I was a little scared of it, actually. Yeah, it was first go. So I split it with you. I was like, I'll tell you what. <laughs> Let's split this. So we went in and we had a couple's Botox afternoon <laughs> where they separated us in different rooms. Yeah, because of a COVID. Hot, a no. hot chick injected you and a hot chick injected me. No, hot chick did not inject me. No? No. Oh, she was injecting me. The the, the chick that I had seen in the past for um testosterone. Yeah. Um she was working on you. Uh, well, I thought the lady that was working on you was a lovely person, so maybe you're just judgy. I felt that microaggression towards her. <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. Okay, so anyway, so I zeroed in on one that wanted something casual and uh, launched into the sexy pictures right off the bat. I'm like, okay, yeah. this is the one. And she was game. She was all over it. Yep. She did say, you know, your profile does say that you're not looking for a relationship or anything. Like no, that. Very specifically says casual, something casual. Right. Although I, I, I will say I, I felt bad about that because I don't like deceiving people. Even if it is, was not implied, 
when I start chatting with the women within, I don't know, the first 15 or 20 messages, I tell them. Yeah. Well, and and they always ask, are you married? Yep. And you're just, you're just honest. Yeah. And a lot of them are like, see ya, bye. A lot of them assume you're cheating and they're like, see ya, bye. And with this one, uh, she asked the same things. Are you married? Yes, I'm married. Like, are you cheating on your wife? No, I'm not cheating on my (laughs) wife. In fact, she's sitting right here encouraging me. She's yeah. like, wait, you're showing her my pictures. I was like, no, 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 no. <laughs> she's in the hot tub. And I took a picture of you in the hot tub with like your thumbs up. Yeah. And she's like, oh, oh okay. This is weird. And she kept asking <laughs> about it, but she was game nonetheless. Right. So it took a little bit of explaining for her to kind of get comfortable with the idea of what we are doing. I guess mostly because most of the guys that have contacted her that are married are just they're cheating. They're just flat out cheating. Right. Well, and I mean, she didn't want to believe you, you and, you know, you sent her all the evidence that I was on board. Yeah. And yeah, that's reasonable. That's reasonable from her point of view. Yeah. Somebody that is a little bit skeptical of what's going on. It, it took a lot of not convincing. (laughs) And I assured her that I was not I mean, over and over and over, I'm like, look. It was a little bit obnoxious, this, actually. This is strictly casual, and it's just about fun. Right. I'm like, this is the most work that you've had yeah, to I mean, it really was. Someone. With you, you can just get on a platform and be like, hey. Mary, looking to play. Yeah. And guys are like, I'll play. Right. <laughs> they come out of the woodworks. Okay, so we set a date for the 30th. Yep. And you were working on uh, Jack. Uh, for the same time. Yes. And he is so aptly named because he is jacked. So, and also Jill, your gal. Yeah. Is also jacked. She is jacked. She is uh, <laughs> very athletic and jacked. Which is how we decided upon that combination of names. So Jack was a little bit, uh, well, he let me do all the heavy lifting as far as <laughs> kind of asking and then waiting for. I mean, he, he said that he was game and that he could definitely make something work, but then there was no like follow up. No, what are we planning on doing? It was very quiet for a few days, actually. We were up skiing and you were getting in your head really bad. You were oh like, oh, fuck, what did I say? What did I, I hate say? That. I get in my head more with vanilla guys outside of the lifestyle than I do with people inside of the lifestyle. And uh, well, maybe it was because he's also local and we've done that with the gym guy. Yeah. And the gym guy was great. He's, he's like, he's there when I want to flirt. And when I don't want to flirt, he's MIA. And I'm like, okay, that's cool. Cause I, I'm just looking to have fun. I'm not looking for anything else. So, but the local people kind of, it kind of stresses me out just a little bit. So of course it's dangerous. Yeah. Well, that's also kind of part of the thrill of it, which is, you know, as discussed previously, why I kind of like this lifestyle is the taboo ginger side. I like that. Yeah. So the 30th rolls around and my date is set. I mean, I, I know she's going to show up. We have a time set and I'm kind of waiting for you. Like, so are you going out? Are you not going out? What's going on here? Well, I told you that I wanted you to go anyway, regardless. I'm like, I want, I still want you to keep your date. Don't you, cancel. You wanted me to go, but you were looking so hot, like just incredibly sexy while I was getting ready and I didn't want to, I, I was like, ah, if you don't have anything to do tonight, 
I'm perfectly good with canceling <laughs> and taking you out. You look amazing. Thank you. Well, I put a Herculean effort into primping that night, which I don't normally do, but you know, I wanted to look really hot. I, it's, it doesn't matter how confident I become with myself. Anytime there is a significant age gap, and especially with someone who, in my opinion, is like a 10 for me, maybe not a 10. I'll call him a nine because intellectually, where, where there's like a misconnect there, but right. he's like physically a 10. And anytime I'm up against that age gap, that where I'm much his senior and, you know, the, just the physicality where he could get any, any caliber, he could get any caliber of woman that he wants. It's a little bit. I don't know. I found myself a little insecure, actually. I mean, yeah, but you underestimate how beautiful you actually are. Posh. Huge posh. All right, he wants you. Eh. Well, he's only seen, you know, the carefully curated photos that I've allowed him to see. Of course, he has met me in person, but that's with clothes on. And the only time he's really seen me uh, in action sans clothes was when I went into the shop and... <laughs> The little semi striptease in the bathroom and recorded it and sent it to him. But he seemed like that. I yeah. Know. I mean, who doesn't? He's working. You go into his shop, into the bathroom, and send him a video from the bathroom. <laughs> I thought it was funny. I, you probably made his day. You made my day. I mean, I was, I was miffed because I didn't get to see that until the next day. You're like, oh, look, look what I showed him or what I sent him. And it's like, what the fuck? <laughs> And I get to see that. That's sexy. Well, I send you sexy things all the time. You do. And I appreciate that. Right. So, so I was getting ready. I was really putting my best face forward. And you looked so hot. You were sitting on the bed. And I think I had. You had your white panties on. Yeah. Just panties. Right. Yep. And um, I marched over to the bed and <laughs> climbed up in your lap and made out with you for a little bit. Just wanted you to remember what you had at home just in case Jill was, you know, like your perfect 10. <laughs> so, you know, it was a little re reminder. Don't forget, I'm, I'll be here at home waiting. Don't forget, you are my perfect 10. Aww. So I left and I had about an hour drive and arrived about 10 minutes early. I wasn't going to be late. So I was sitting in the car. Uh, kind of waiting for her and she was running about 20 minutes late. I was like, oh, okay. So right. I'll walk in, I'll get us a table. I walk in, the wait's two hours. Oh, geez. They're at 50% capacity. Like, oh, crap. <laughs> so I walk back out to the car, let her know that our name is on the list. And she came and found Studio T and hopped in the car. And she's like, you know what? I'm really not hungry. So. <laughs> why don't we just go have fun? Like, okay. And we had planned to have dinner and then actually go, uh, go kart racing. Yeah. I was a little bit jealous that you had planned this date with her. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I was like, I want you to plan a date. Can you take me <laughs> anytime. Just say the word. No, I just want you to want to go it. tonight. Yes. Okay. I accept. <laughs> we'll do that. Uh, so we did that. We went and, uh, go-kart raced and she sucked and I lapped her <laughs> twice. Yes. I love that. She sucked. Uh, I beat up on <laughs> a whole kidding. bunch of 12 and 13 year old so amateur hot. drivers. Hot. <laughs> right. 
I would pass them out and be like, you suck. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. So, uh, okay. I did win though. So, I mean, I drive a race car. Did we already so. tell this story about the gopher? About the gopher? The gopher. The go-kart gopher. No. Remember the last time we went go-kart racing? Oh, I and tell I'm, it again. I, I'm not sure if we've said it on the podcast, but definitely well, tell it again. So I'm super competitive <laughs> with you. And this isn't the first time I've go-kart raced on a date. Uh, I Not even with you. We've raced before. Yeah, we have. I tend to be very competitive when uh, it comes to racing. You will put me into the wall <laughs> without batting an eye. And your excuse is always like, hey. You have health insurance. You have disability <laughs> insurance. Why am I going to take it easy on you? Oh, geez. That is not what it's like. Exactly what it's like. <laughs> okay. So anyway, we are at our local amusement park, which we love to go to, you know, batting cages and miniature golf and laser tag and all that stuff. So we're there. I have to drive our youngest son because he's not tall enough to drive alone. So I'm in a slow double cart and you're in a sleek fast single cart and our other son is also in a single cart right i was all i was two two cars behind you because there was you our older son and then me and our younger son in the same cart i worked that whole and there's certain parts of the track where you have to slow down um and then if they wave a, a yellow warning flag at you you have to slow down and so i was strategically planning my moves so that I was staying away from the other racers and staying away from the walls. I was right on your ass on the very next turn. I was set to set to bolt past you. I was going to slingshot myself around the corner. And right as I come around the corner to move over and make my move, a fucking gopher runs out into the middle of the course. I break for animals. <laughs> I guess my competitive edge stops at taking the life of a cute little furry innocent because I hard break and turn hard to the right and put myself on the wall. Roadkill on a quick cart track. <laughs> oh, no. I can't even do it on the road. Here in New England, it's like freaking it, it's Frogger with the squirrels and chipmunks all through the spring and the summer. And my kids are like, Mom, you're giving us a whiplash. I'm like, I am trying to avoid taking the lives of these cute little innocent things i mean that could be dale or chip do you know how much it cost me to pay that gopher off <laughs> but car 25 i could not believe it because i saw him run across the section of the track on the other side so you go around the bend he ran straight across the track that side and out of the corner of my eye I see him and i'm like processing i'm like was that an animal on the track I'm like now and then there he is in front of me and i hate that gopher I had to spare his life and lose. <sighs> After the go-karts, <laughs> we played a game of pool, which if you've listened, you know that Bella and I love pool. Oh, love yes. Pool. That is our sexy pastime. I hit the eight ball in. It may have been out of pity. I'm not <laughs> sure. <laughs> so I, I lost that game. So she was terrible at go-karts yep. and she was terrible at pool. But she was wicked competitive, which was kind of fun. Oh, okay. Did she like pitch at little mini fits anytime she, you were like beating her? A little bit. You have this tendency to go on a run on the pool table yeah, and just hit ball after ball and it freaking, I hate it. So the boobs come out. <laughs> well, she wasn't, I mean, again, 12 and 13 year olds running around. We're in the middle of like an arcade. Hey, it's a great craft to be able to I am, send the innuendos. I'm taking table. you, we're going tonight. <laughs> I'm taking you to a public place with kids to play pool <laughs> so you can't do that you can't pop your ass on the pool table and be like watch me <laughs> <laughs> like ask your mother um 
we're going to need bail money. So contact us. Patreon. Bail? I'm just kidding. Bail money or yeah. bell money? I'll take bail I money. I don't know how to say words. I'll We're, wear a G-string if you want to stuff your money in my G-string. Words are hard. Okay. <laughs> this is a struggle for some people. So she won and we decided it was that time doesn't to move count. On. No, that doesn't count as a win. <sighs> you threw it. You <laughs> so, threw the game and then <laughs> continue the story. <laughs> I threw the game. And then we uh, walked back out to the car and sat in the car. It's like, okay, we can a, this was slick by the way, go get some dinner. And during pool, she had mentioned how good she was at bowling and that she would kill me in bowling. Oh, so she said, hasn't seen you bowl. <laughs> <laughs> I, I wasn't going to say it. <laughs> I was like, oh yeah. Uh-huh. You've bowling. lost exactly one game of bowling in your life. Right. And you also threw that game too. So I said, we can. We can go get dinner. We can go to a hotel. Look at you over there flexing up on me. Or <laughs> we can go bowling oh, and I'm, give you your shot to beat me. I'm athletic. Flex, flex. <laughs> Peck pop. Pop, pop. And she looked at me and she's like, I like the middle option. Slick. That was also so very slick. Out comes the phone and I booked the hotel. And it was a brand new hotel. So if we have, if COVID goes away and we're able to have like couples at a hotel, yeah, strongly, this is going to be the hotel we go to. What is it called? It was a residence in. Oh yeah. Brand I like new. Those. They have like the kitchen and the living room, bedroom. Those make great swinger crash pads. Right? Yeah. Crash yeah. pads. Listen to you. <laughs> Sex pads. Sex pads. Using pilot lingo. <laughs> and so we went. Now you were trying to track my location. Right. Well, so I had to take our son to baseball and back. I ended up having to run into town three times. So I was just hoping that Jack did not answer me while I was making these runs. Uh, I was on high alert because I had my phone. uh, Apple CarPlay. (laughs) You have a text message. Jack says... Right. So I am in the process of driving our son and our daughter is in the car too, up to baseball in town. And it's probably a 15 minute drive. And he wants to listen to some pump music before he goes to get his workout on. And so he's DJing from my phone because it is, you know, controlling the radio or Amazon music. And I see flash up on my screen. text from Hooch Mansfield, which is your stripper name, <laughs> which is what you're known as in my time. <laughs> and I'm like freezing in my mind. I'm like, oh God, I hope the car does not start reading that text automatically. And then I like throw an eye over to my daughter to make sure she's not reaching up to touch it, to see what it says. And then I'm praying that the preview flashed on the screen and went away before our son ever said it. And that text it. would have said she wants to go to a hotel. Yeah, I was, I was sweating bullets. We need code words, babe. What? Yeah, we do. Definitely need code words. Purple monkey. (laughs) Okay. Code word, purple monkey. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, it seems to reason that unicorn would be a better one. Okay. Unicorn farts. (laughs) No. Oh my gosh. (laughs) You're making this weird. (laughs) Anyway, so. I get that text from you. I like, I do not touch the text on the screen or ask Siri to read it to me until I get 
parked and then I pull my phone. I'm like, please hand me my phone. And he makes some kind of off the wall comment about hotel something or other. And I'm like, did you read that text dad sent to me? He's like, what? No, why? I'm like, mm-hmm. yeah. So I was a little worried. He claims that he was looking for the song Hotel California. Uh huh. Oh, that would have been a quick recovery. Right. So when he said that, I was like, oh, yeah, that's a great and song. Love al- the Eagles. Also, when has our son ever listened to the Eagles? Yeah. Yeah. I- or Hotel California. <laughs> I mean, that was really quick and really smooth, but it's never happened. Right. He's well, like this, into rap. Or- this poor kid has thought you've been cheating on me the past because I wrote Bell in your baseball helmet. <laughs> right. And he's the sweetheart. Bless him. He wasn't even going to tell on you. It's my boy. He's not my favorite child. (laughs) (laughs) So we went to the hotel and checked in. It was all, I I prepaid for it, went up to the room and I didn't even really get my stuff on the counter and she turned and kissed me. I mean, she was ready. She wanted it. Yeah. I mean, she hadn't had sex in a while, right? No. How long had it been? Uh, I'm not sure exactly. But she had only had two partners since a divorce over a year ago. Oh, okay. So not not a whole lot of sex. Well, but there was something else about her that surprised the ever-loving shit out of me. What's that? You said that she had never had a guy give her oral? That's correct. What the fuck? She had had a... Who are these monsters she was married to? She had had a series of unfortunate boyfriend's husband that was just interested in themselves. So it was always hit it and quit it. And when she started talking to me, I let her know that I'm a pleaser. I, part of the enjoyment that I get is bringing a woman to orgasm, to making her come. Right. And you really like giving oral. I really love giving oral. Which not everybody loves giving oral. I really love giving oral. <laughs> and she was like, I, I don't, I've never done that. I've always gone down on the guy and then he's fucked me and then it was over. Yeah. Like, no, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> it has got to be drawn out much longer than that. Right. So she starts into kissing you and she like wants to get right to action. Right? Yeah. She kissed me and it was really getting into it. And walked me over to the bed and started to like, let's get down to it. And as she was pulling me, I held her up. I'm like, not yet. (laughs) And Um, I'm going to blame Hollywood a little bit for this because Hollywood sex scenes are always like, get to it. Kiss, kiss, fuck. Right. Done. And it's a little frustrating. We just had this conversation. Against the wall, tearing clothes off, you know, pulling your dick out and putting it in her and she's not even undressed yet. Right. Right. So we just had this conversation on MeWe uh, in our chat group and it was hilarious <laughs> because we were discussing how sex scenes always, you know, leave you wanting. They're always lacking something. Right. How I personally feel that porn has terrible acting and uh, and great, you know, great visuals, but not necessarily they don't have a good storyline. And so you're not really attached to it. So I don't I don't think I've ever watched an entire porno from start to finish, like a feature length porno. Hey, you always skip to the good stuff, right? Yeah, I skip straight to the sex. And when I'm when I'm done orgasming, I'm done with the flip. I couldn't even tell you who was in it. That's just I just don't need long porno. But big budget films 
or most big budget films. They don't go far enough for me. And, you know, there's reasons why they don't do that. But uh, there are some we are discovering. I love the uh, Netflix series, Bridgerton. Yeah. Is the one we watch still. Leaves you something lacking. Uh, but three, 365 days. That was the one. That was one that had some really great uh, sex in it. But it ended terribly. Right. I wasn't even in the mood for sex when that ended. I was like, fuck you. <laughs> so anyway. So we're kissing. She's trying to pull me on the bed. And I say, not yet. Not yet. In the teasing, teasing manner. Uh, so I held her up. And as I'm holding her up, I do what you love. I slide my hand behind her neck, yeah. just in back of her ear. Yeah. And really try and focus on her. Uh, I, after a few minutes, I take off her shirt and then I lay her down, but I'm still fully clothed. And I had a plan. The plan was <laughs> slow articles of clothes and just take, take them right. off very slowly. So she has her bra on shirts off and I start kissing her body and uh, really just paying attention to her. Yeah. And she's like, I want you, I want you inside me now. Like, No, not yet. Then I take off her bra, pay attention to her nipples, you know, suck, kiss, little <laughs> nibble here and there, kiss under the crest, her under boob, under, under her breast, under her breast. There you go. And just really, really take my time. Ugh, and she's like trying geez. to pull her pants off. I'm like, no, 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 not yet. <laughs> not yet. Uh, she tried to unbuckle my pants. I'm like, nope. She not, was, uh, what's, not the, yet. what's the phrase? An eager beaver. Right. <laughs> so then I uh, go down and I pull her pants off. I take my shirt off and then I kiss up the length of her legs, her thighs. I make special attention, special attention to not kiss or lick her pussy. Oh, jeez, you bad boy. So the, the inner thighs and then pull your mouth up just about an inch. Yeah. And let your hot breath just kind of make <sighs> contact with her pussy. So not your lips, not your tongue. This kind of sexual tension is reminding me of the um the sexy six in the Fantastic Four. Oh yeah. The the uh soft swap solo play that we did with Alex and Jennifer. Exactly. That the tension, the sexual tension was just so thick you could slice it with a knife. That's what this feels like for me. So did you fuck her? Well, of course, but not yet. <laughs> Damn it. It's like, I want you to get right to the point, but then again, I want you to draw it out. There was more kissing and I turned her over and licked up the lake, the uh, length of her spine <sighs> all the way up to the base of her neck and paid attention, kissed down her backside. And then rolled back over again. And at that point, I had my pants undone, pulled them off. I left my boxers on. So Devil. she's naked. I have my boxers on and went up and kissed her and let her feel my erection <laughs> through my boxers. But she couldn't have me yet. <laughs> and she's she was begging. She's begging. Please, please fuck me. <laughs> I want you to fuck me. So she, she would reach down and try and hook my boxers and pull them off. Yeah. And I would pin her hands up be like, nope, <laughs> not yet. Oof. Ugh. I hope the guys out there are taking notes. This is good. 
It was fun. I mean, it's, it's really fun to tease, especially when she wants you so bad. Cause that is that foreplay. Right. Uh, um, side note, there is one other lady who wants you pretty bad right now. Later. <laughs> Not yet. My boxers came off. <laughs> We're both finally naked. We're about 40 minutes into this before my boxers ever came off. Wow. I mean, when I say take my time, I really took my time. So, and she, I wanted to, I wanted to fuck her too. I mean, I just, she deserved to have it done right. Every woman does. So with me being naked and her being naked, I was on my knees and grabbed her hips and slid her up towards my, my lap. And then I hot dogged her, Ugh. slid my dick mm. up her slit and down. Now and just teasing me. She's still begging. And I was, we were going to use protection. Right. Right. She wanted me. She wanted me inside of her. She wanted me inside of her bear. Oh, well, I mean, who doesn't? Right. Nobody likes condoms, but we, we had agreed. Yes, we did. We were going to play safe. So she wanted it. She wanted it really bad. And what do you do when you want it really bad? You draw it out even longer. No, you start to tilt your hips. Oh, oh, what do I do? (laughs) Yes, I tilt my hips and I try to make you accidentally penetrate me. So when she started to do that, I was like, okay, it's (laughs) it's time. So I grabbed the condom and rolled it on. And uh, I fucked her on my hands and knees. So I was, she was laying down and I was doing full length strokes. Mm. So just out slowly and thrust in. In like a plank Wait, position? I, I, oh no, hands and knees. I totally forgot to mention the orgasms. I know. I was wondering when you were going to mention that she had three fucking orgasms when you were going down on her. Right? Yeah. She was so riled up while I was going down on her. She had three orgasms. It's fantastic. And the orgasms were so powerful. It was the, the back arching orgasms. Yeah. The, the trembling orgasms, the pressing her pussy hard into my mouth. Give me more oh. orgasms. And I, I can't remember anyone ever having three while I was going down on them. Because uh, you're either a, okay, I'm done. It's too sensitive. Get away. Yeah, that's me. Or a reset period or slow building. I, I actually like when you, once I once I come and it gets really sensitive, if you just back way off and ever so lightly keep the stimulation up, that yeah. feels amazing. And if you add like a finger or two penetrating me, then I could potentially have another orgasm. But if you continue the level of suction and licking on a super sensitive clitoris after it's come, for me personally, I, I can't. Like uh, my back will tense up so bad that you'll just send me into spasm and then party's done anyway. So as I'm fucking her, she comes again while I'm inside of her. And normally that would trigger me to come. Right. Because the the tightness. But with the condom on and my brain was somewhat kind of disconnected from the experience because I was so focused on her and not myself. Yeah. I wasn't getting in my own head. It's like, this has got to be, this has (laughs) got to be good. It's got to be really good. So she came again in missionary. And then I went to, she's little, she's like five, five, right. right? But she's very athletic. I'm like, okay, 
I'm going to seamlessly, sexily, sexily. <laughs> flip her over on top of me. I went to flip her over. I'm like, oh, shit. <laughs> it's a little more dense than I was expecting. It's like a lead shit house. <laughs> so we flipped, I don't know what that expression means. We flipped over and uh, she got on top of me and rode me. And it's, that's one, it's always one of my favorite sights is to see the female body flexing and moving on top of me. Yes. It's just that. You appreciate that. That full length picture. It just, it drives me crazy. Yeah. She had two, two more orgasms on top of me before I came, which I'm counting them. I'm like, uh, that's six. (laughs) Very pronounced orgasms, not like mini peaks. I just want to point out that when I have more than two orgasms, you tell me I'm getting greedy. (laughs) (laughs) Normally, I'm just saying. Normally in a relationship, the guy usually has more orgasms than the girl. That's not how our relationship works. <laughs> well, like you said, you're a pleaser. <laughs> and I am more than. Well, the, the greediness, it takes you a really long time to come. Uh, yeah. Yeah. It can take me a really long time to come. Not always with you. It doesn't take me a super long time to come. But sometimes it's a lot for you to go the distance. Your jaw starts to hurt. I- you're like, I can't feel my place. <laughs> so it was, it was like it was the other morning. I lasted a, a really long time and I was exhausted. Yeah. And I had skipped dinner and you very specifically told me, make sure you eat. Yeah, like you, you, you got to prep for the marathon, yeah, right? Yeah. You have to be game ready. Yeah. I didn't eat. And after she laid down and I collapsed, I was like, okay, I have swingers insurance in, in <laughs> me. I'm totally good for round two, round three. I was starving. Yeah. Starving. <laughs> so she wanted to go again and you were like, well, she's, she's laying there and time out. I'm like, can't we go get something to eat? <laughs> yeah. It's nine 30. The only thing I had had all day long was a protein shake. <laughs> like, can we go get some food? Please. And she's like, yeah, let's do it. I, or she said I could eat I'm like, okay. Yeah. Let's, so I pull out the phone and start trying to find things at yeah. 10 o'clock at night in Massachusetts, which has restrictions. Yeah. Pretty heavy restrictions. COVID. Everything's closed except Chipotle, which closed in like 10 minutes. <laughs> like, okay, let's go get some food. Well, it's not pizza. Not pizza. <laughs> Should have ordered a pizza to the room. I know. I find Why that. Why didn't I think of that? Because, honey, you need me there. And so-, so we got food and then the conversation kind of got a little bit weird after yeah. that. After we were eating. The awkward post-sex combo. Yeah. It it just got a little bit weird. And so I was like, you know what? We just had onions and salsa and stuff. Um, And I have an early morning. Can I drop you off back at your car? And so I did. And I came home and secretly I, I mean, I wanted to go for round two, but I also wanted to get home at a reasonable hour for you. Yeah. So. Well, do you want to know how my night went? Yes. Yes, I do. Okay. Well, I'm going to tell you. It was super amazing. I got stood up. <laughs> he never sent me a return message after. Well, I guess he like he went silent for a while and I had made like a comment like, what do you want to do? We could go out to dinner, grab some drinks or whatever. And nothing. I was like, fuck. Okay. And then he 
sent back. He's like, sorry, my phone was severely compromised. And you and I like kind of went back and forth about what that means. And he's like, oh, he's in a relationship. (laughs) That's what compromise means. Yeah. So either mommy or daddy finds your phone. (laughs) He's not that young. (laughs) (laughs) Or the girlfriend finds your phone. I am am not flirting with a teenager. He's not that young. (laughs) He's in his 30s. Okay. (laughs) Anyway. Um, he said, he sent me one message and said, you know, that he kind of, you know, needed to lay low for a a while. And I was like, okay, what does that mean? That means he's not coming. So I kind of already knew that he wasn't going to message me back or, or show up. So yeah, I, um, just waited for you to come home. It was really his loss because you were fucking 10 when I left. Oh, you were, you were, we don't advocate cheating. No. And if he has a girlfriend. He, unless they're non-monogamous, ethically non-monogamous, you've got to be loyal. Right. Well, when I uh, realized that he wasn't going to message me at night, I sent him a message and I was like, bummed tonight didn't work out. He's like, yeah, me too. This would be much easier if I was single. And I was like, well, okay. Yeah. Duh. (laughs) I'm like, Hey, if you enjoy being in a relationship with this person, you should be loyal and you should be trustworthy. I'm like, so I am going to. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to bow out. <laughs> I'm like, you know where to find me if the opportunity ever arises that you find yourself able to take advantage of the situation or not. I, I meant it in a, if you ever find yourself single, you know where to find me kind of thing. Right. And, and he was like, yeah, that's where, you know, that's where my head's at. He's like, you know, I'd love to, to fuck you. I'm like, oh, oh I'm flattered. I actually didn't say anything. Once I said I was going to bow out, I, I didn't respond to anything else that he said because I, Wanted to make it known that I was serious, that 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 that's it until he is available because right. I don't need any angry exes stalking me or threatening especially me or locally. my family or outing me. So I was just like, all right, bye, I'm done, I'm out. Yeah, especially locally. Right. So I waited for you to come home and did we fuck? Yeah, we fucked. <sighs> we fucked a lot since then. So it was really hard you, to remember. Which... Well, you stayed up and you were in bed with those white panties on. Oh, that's right. I remember now. <laughs> as as soon as I walked in. You're like, what is it about a pair of white panties? Well, I loved it. I walked in the room and you threw the blankets from, you were underneath the blankets. You, you threw them over yeah. and kind of slid your leg up with those white <laughs> panties on and motioned me, come here. And yeah. we fucked and we came. <laughs> <laughs> the end of the story. The end. The end. Done. That's right. Because. I had not let you come inside me the day before. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> because I'm polite. I'm a good sex buddy. I don't show up with a soiled pussy or a previously soiled pussy. <laughs> I like it to be fresh. Right, you're like, you can fuck me, but. Pull out. I have to pull out or wear a condom. Yeah. So I did. Pulled out because I'm nice. I appreciate that. And I'm sure he would have too. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Okay. So. Sorry to give you blue balls there on my story. <laughs> yeah, we know that you like Belle's sex stories, but this one was about me. It was, and it was very sexy. And I was super turned on when you were on the way home and you called me and told me what happened. I was very aroused. and I really, I really liked the idea of playing solo together. Yeah, I liked that idea too. I, I've thought that will definitely help me like just tune out and not worry and get in my head about your situation. Right. Uh, as it turned out, I was cool anyway. Yeah. Um, when I knew that Jack wasn't going to show up, I did pop open, um, uh, 
your phone, the find my iPhone to see where you were at, to see what part of your date you were in. And all of your GPS location was off. And I was like, what the fuck? Which was completely unintentional. You can still track my car. You know right. where my car is, but right. it was completely unintentional. Right. Well, and that's what I did. I popped open the Studio T app and looked and I was like, oh, they're still at the same parking lot that they were in because the hotel's new and it's not on the map yet. So right. I was like, why are they in the middle of nowhere? But, you know, I concluded that you were probably occupied with having sex. So, so should we wrap it up? We should. I just want to note that it really turns me on when you fuck other people. It turns me on when you, f- I actually love watching you fuck other people. I love imagining you fuck other people and then hear you tell me about it. And, <laughs> and then she sent you several follow-up messages because you kind of rocked her world. Yeah. She said never come that many times. She said, I, I did not disappoint. Yeah. That was a good review, honey. There you go. <laughs> Five stars. Five star review. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks for listening. Uh, We will be back next month. We have another story. So we do. And with Desire and Podcast Swoop coming up. Yep. We're back in that sexy frame of mind and having fun. And life is kind of calming down. And we're just, you know, doing us. Yep. And it's fun. All right. We'll talk to you next month. Bye. Bye. To contact us, visit our website, swingingoutsidethelines.com. For early access, exclusive content, or to listen to The Secret Podcast, support us on Patreon at patreon.com slash outside the lines. Follow Adam on Twitter and Snapchat at swingingotl. And follow Bill on Snapchat at fuckingotl. Until the next time. Mm.